Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today, we are sponsored by ourselves. Go to the MaximusPodcast.com in the upper right-hand corner, click the drop-down, and then join now. You can get a membership for $24.99 a month or $199 for the year. There, you'll have access to like-minded people from all over the world, full workout programs, daily workout ideas and prescriptions, and there will be video messages from Joe and I and support throughout the weeks, months, and throughout the year. It's a great value, especially during this time. If you're feeling lonely, you're feeling a little isolated, you feel a lack of motivation, it can help with all of those things. So themaximuspodcast.com, click join now, and away we go. It's the, best, it's the best deal in fitness, Bobby. Yes, I, I think it is too. I mean, yeah. We want to be biased, but it's, it's, <laughs> I haven't had anyone complain about it yet, so that means we're killing it. Yep. Now, and I'm not going to speak about anyone in particular because I'm kind of over it, but I feel like if we claim it's the best deal in fitness, it's therefore true and has to be. Yes. And anybody who disagrees with us is just wrong. Yeah, so I'm just going to claim everything right now. That's yeah. my plan. <laughs> now, on that note, we have uh, something we really want to teach you guys today. Uh, I'm tired of people being successful. I'm tired of people achieving their dreams. And so I, I, I hit Joe up and I said, I'd love to do a podcast and teach people how to be losers. Yeah, I think this, this would be important. a good. We've done something like this before on, 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 on that. How many ever steps to make your life miserable? But I really want to focus on losing, Joe, because I feel losing is important for people to experience. Yeah, actually, I think it really is. All right. So we've made a list and we're going to go over them point by point. So if you want to be a loser, you 100% need to make excuses for everything in your life. And I will tell you, the more unrelated the excuse to your goal the better you're doing at losing, Joe. Like, it's because the sun was out that you had a bad day. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's be, you know what I mean? It's, it's because the, the subway had a deal on $5 footlongs. That's why you got demoted at your job. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you well, there's, just, there's, a, there's a weird thing that happens when, when you pick something, it, 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 and I'll say it seems totally random, but when you pick that kind of excuse that's not really related, you will start to see connections between that and your lack of success. It's like it's like picking the uh, the hypothesis and then searching for the data to support that hypothesis instead of looking at the data and then forming your hypothesis. It's like putting the, uh, the, the cart before the horse here. Uh, but it's really interesting because you might say like, oh, the $5 footlong thing, that's absolutely absurd. But all of a sudden it starts making sense and you start seeing these little bits of like, yeah, that's why that happened. And it is all related to that. And then it's really easy to just start believing your own lies. It's incredible how powerful that can be. You know, it's really funny. A couple of people I respect, Andrew Frisell is one of them. He's head of first form. Mm -hmm. was talking about this and he's actually reposting a bunch of messages from people that were echoing the same sentiment, if you will. We just finished the election. There were a lot of people emotionally tied up in this election, yeah. whether you were for Trump or whether you were for Biden, whether you're Republican, whether you're Democrat. I mean, I, I can't remember ever a time that things have seemed 
so polarized. Regardless, whoever is sitting in the White House, whether it's going to be Trump or whether it's going to be Biden, you know, I don't know if anyone knows what's going to happen right now. It's unprecedented times. But will that affect what you do on a day-to-day basis? And if you let that affect what you do on a day-to-day basis, you deserve to lose. Yeah. You deserve to not be successful. I didn't wake up on 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 Thursday and miss a workout, Joe. I didn't right. miss a workout on Friday. I didn't miss a workout on Saturday. I didn't close my business. I didn't not email people. And I don't remember. I mean, maybe you did and you were hiding in a bunker or something, but I don't remember you falling apart either. No, it's, no it's, I, I will tell you, it, it was stressful. You know, it's like it, you, you, we wanted this to be settled. We wanted to know what was going on. And, and I can understand people like having a bit of a hard time, you know, doing the, the, the day-to-day stuff. But like, like you said, in the end, you know, on a day-to-day basis, like the name of the guy sitting behind the, uh, the, the resolute desk in the Oval Office doesn't really affect me directly. You know yeah. what I mean? And so like, even with all of that, you know, drama going on and as drawn out as this whole thing was and continues to be, like realistically, I, it doesn't impact, it doesn't change my goal. It doesn't change what I'm trying to get to. No, and if you start using that as an excuse as to why you fell apart, you really didn't want what you say you wanted that badly in the first place. Yeah, it's, it's like you're, you you start looking for a way out of your own goals. Yeah, you know, like it's, like it, it's too hard for me to do the thing that I set out to do. So if I can get an excuse, you know, like like it, it, it's like saying uh, I want to be a, an NFL quarterback, and you you have to work really hard, and it's really competitive, and there's a lot of pressure. And a lot of expectations and, and you get into this path. And I mean, maybe you're even good enough that you could pull it off, but you're just praying for like a broken arm so that you can just go home and quit and just be fat and lazy. Yep. You know, it's like, you're looking for that reason to get out of doing whatever it is you set yourself to doing, because it just seems impossible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting though, the amount of people that make excuses yeah. and it's everything. Yeah. My sports team lost last night. My kid was sick. My wife did this. The weather was this. There's always something. And it's funny, God Joe. Damn $5 footlongs, Bobby, I tell you. You know, but Ruining it's- in this economy. <laughs> yep. But people blame stuff on everything. Like, like they're, it's almost as if they feel their life is out of control. It's yeah, I think, I, but I think that's the thing. Because if you accept that your life is under your control, then you're also responsible for your level of success or failure. Yeah. And it's well, just, it's, it's psychologically way easier to put the blame on everyone else than it is to accept that, that you're where you are because of the decisions you've made. I, I also really try to urge people who make excuses to try and look, rather than make the excuse, come up with an idea of what they could have done instead. Mm-hmm. As I've, I've heard the excuse, I couldn't work out today. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw this on you. Joe, how was your workout yesterday? Ah, man, Bobby, I didn't get around to training. Uh, because Jojo's friend had a birthday party. Okay. How long was the birthday party, Joe? Three hours. So out of a 24 hour day, three hours derailed your entire workout plans. What else were you doing? And then the truth starts coming out. Yeah. But in your brain, you've settled on the fact that it was Jojo's friend's birthday party when you could have done a million other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, that's what I find people do. They pin all their failures on one thing or one excuse when 
it's really not valid. Like, yeah, maybe that did take some extra time out of your day, but you probably still had time for what you wanted to do. You know, now, or, yeah, now, or you, you had the ability to, to make that time and decided not to utilize that. So you know what, Joe, it wasn't Jojo's party. It was Jojo's party and it was game night and it was TV and it was watching the election and it was, you know, you're playing video games and it was going to the grocery store. It wasn't one thing. You just, I mean, the reality is you just didn't prioritize what you needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Is, 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 is what it is now, you know, quality number two, if you want to be a loser and it's related to this, you need to start blaming other people. Yeah. And that's what I just touched on because it's way easier to put your lack of success on the fact that you're a victim and that the whole world, whole world has risen up against you than it is to accept that your position is your own fault. Yep. And this, this is where Joe, I'm going to pick the ultimate winner to juxtapose this. All right. Michael Jordan. He won a lot of stuff. He's regarded as the goat. People talk about his six rings. Michael Jordan had a habit of praising others and blaming himself. Mm. When Michael Jordan, not Michael Jordan, when the Chicago Bulls lost the game, more often than not, Michael put that blame on his shoulders. Didn't blame his teammates, didn't blame his coaches, didn't take passive aggressive shots. I needed to do more. I needed to score more. I needed to. On the other hand, when they won, he would always compliment his teammates on their performance. The guys played great. And if you look at people that continually win and continually successful or are continually successful in team sports, Joe, they have that very uh, demeanor is the wrong word, but outlook. Yeah. Where it's, they will shoulder all the blame and they will constantly praise other people when they're successful. And I think it's a great, you know, a great quality for a leader to have. No, the buck stops with me. It's my fault. But when you do well, you also don't take like a huge amount of the praise. You give it out to other people that help you get where you are. On the other hand, losers blame everybody but themselves. Yeah. And then try to take all the credit if things go well. Yeah. So if you think about someone you coach, if they don't achieve their goals, they're not going to blame themselves. They're going to blame their nutrition. They're going to blame you and your shitty programming. They're going to blame their chiropractor. They're going to blame their massage therapist. They're going to blame constantly levy blame on other people. This is where you see what I call coach jumpers. If yeah. you've been through four coaches in two years, you have a problem. Yeah. Now, maybe the problem is just you select bad coaches, but chances are it's not the coach, it's you. But people can't handle taking that responsibility on. Yeah, I, I, I like this approach we're taking to this because I've, I've always said, like, if you're trying to, to gain weight or lose weight, you want to look at the, the people at the extremes, right? So, like, if you want to gain weight, look at the people who are really good at gaining weight and do what they do. Yep. You know, if you're trying to cut weight, do the opposite of what those people do, you know? Yep. And so this is this is a really good way to, to kind of mentally think your way through some of these issues. Yeah. Start blaming other people. It works. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and if you constantly blame others, you're never going to get to the root of the problem. 
Because yeah. you, you can write the best. I always tell people this. Uh, I, I do this high-end coaching thing where uh, people, you know, they essentially mentor with me. And I've had some longer-term people, some shorter-term people. And, and I won't guarantee success. Yes. Yeah. People are like, well, aren't you confident in your product? Well, I'm confident in my product and what I do. I'm not confident in you. Because yeah. I can tell you everything you need to know. I can write you the best workout program in the world. I can have your nutrition dialed. I can get workout equipment sent to your house and give you every resource. But at the end of the day, I'm not responsible for you doing the work. Yeah. And, and realistically, if you had a proven track record of, of commitment and dedication to a program, like we probably aren't talking right now because you're already where you want to be. Well, that's the thing. Your problem's not, that's a great point because working out is not rocket surgery. Like it's yeah. not, you don't, it, it's, it's, you show up, you do some stuff and you go home. Every person I know who is committed to a nutritional plan and who has just showed up, Joe, not even with a workout plan, just walked, yeah. did Zumba, did a class, played with their kids. They've been successful. They've lost weight and they look good. It's not that complicated. And the reason why you are talking to me is because you don't execute well. Yeah. So, to, you know, but you can't blame yourself. You've got to blame others. Number three, if you really want to be a loser, write off other people's success. This is my own personal pet peeve. When somebody else is successful and you have got to make an excuse for their success, but in a very negative way. So, hey, Joe, there's this other guy who you should look at and he's got a couple of kids and he has a game night and, and he's married and he actually lives in Minnesota and he got super ripped. Why can't you get ripped? Mm-hmm. Well, he has, he has good genetics. I guess. <laughs> he's, he's or my personal favorite. He's on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. First of all, the dude doesn't look like he's on steroids, but why would you just automatically jump to that? Whether it's true or not, Basically, you're taking someone else who's successful and you're like putting a, an asterisk next to it because that tells me you're already not willing to do the work. You've set yourself up for failure in your own mind. Yeah. Well, and, and you, you've taken this other person and, and, and made their success impossible for you to achieve. Yep. Because it doesn't apply to me. What they've done is not something that's capable in my world. Like, then what are you trying to do? Like. It, it doesn't make sense to me why you would you would say something like, "Hey, I want to live the like I want to be like the Rock." You know what I mean? But like, I, I can't because I don't have the genetics, I don't have the talent, I don't have the skill. I said, "Well, you've already just decided that you can't do that." I'm not on steroids. I don't have a yeah. gym. I don't have it. it, it but, but it's shocking, and you, and you see this too with people in sports. It's really funny. People that didn't play a pro sport, well. If I would have focused in football instead of basketball in high school, I would be in the, in, in the NFL. No, you wouldn't. Do you have any idea how hard it is to make the NFL? The fact that people say this, like Aaron Rodgers, the only reason he's successful is he had a better high school coach than me. Okay, do you really think that's the reason he's in the NFL and you're not? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's or he has great genetics or he grew up somewhere. It's just I, but see, I love when people use the genetics thing and it's like, have you ever met their parents? 
Yep. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you, you see their mom and dad sitting on the sideline and they're like, you know, tubby out of shape. Like, <laughs> like, like, what that's their like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what genetics do you think that he came from? But it's a way of, of for you, you're not willing to do the work. So you need to like put down other people is what it is. You know what the yeah. answer is? They work harder than you. No. They try harder than you try. They actually, out of this list that we have, they didn't follow this list. Yeah. They, did, they did the opposite <laughs> of this list, right? That's what I said earlier, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's easy. So another thing, you want to be a loser, you're sitting here, you're listening to this podcast, you want to be a loser, I'm tired of winning. You have to be not willing or unwilling to play the long game. Yeah, yeah. Expect that everything happens overnight. That's a really good way to to lose <laughs> really badly. Joe, think think about it this way. How long have you been training? I'm not talking, I, I want to clarify my question here. I'm not talking showing up and kind of exercising three times a week. Because mm-hmm. that doesn't count. I'm not talking about just being active. Because that doesn't count at all. How long have you trained in your life? Like, honestly? Well, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I know the answer, but out of... <laughs> okay, so let's assume you're not where you want to be. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone ever is. No. Well, let's it's, say- it's, that, it's that whole thing. Like, as soon as you decide to get big, you've decided to be forever small, right? You... So- you started training, I'm going to say, uh, when you went to Iowa, like yeah. 19, 20 for, for Taekwondo, because that was real training. Yeah. And you had a period in your life after that, we kind of fell apart for a little bit. Yeah. But like out of, out of 20 years, because you're well, out of 22 years, essentially, because you're, you're 42. Yeah. Out of 22 years, how many have you trained? 11, 12, 13? Yeah. Yeah. I would say like 12. Like something like that? Mm-hmm. 12 years of training. Does anyone have, have any idea what that looks like? I mean, probably not, years, honestly. 12 most, years. Most people four weeks, Bobby. Yep. But 12 years of, you told me a really interesting story in the airport about when you're at university and you were partying a little bit. Yeah. When you got serious with Taekwondo, what did life look like? No alcohol, Nothing. no bad food. There was no, no room fun. for it. You know, they just... And, and it wasn't, I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to give up bad food and I'm going to give up, you know, going out partying and I'm just going to focus. That was not it at all. For me, yep. it was like, shit, I'm tired. I'm going to go home and go to bed. Yep. And it's Friday night. You know, it was like Friday night was our sparring night in college. So like I would, I would show up, we would fight for like two hours. I mean, you get 10 matches in and you'd be exhausted. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to go to bed. Saturday morning, I had to wake up early to work. I work all day. You know, Sunday, it was like, okay, I'm just going to rest. We usually go down to, uh, to Ethan's uh, grandma's house for, for Sunday brunch. And it was like, that was just our day to recover. And then Monday, it was like, I had to beat up early because we had team training. I had to teach classes. I had to get to class, you know? And it was like, I just, I didn't have time to do all of those things. And so I just focused on the things that were making me the happiest, which at that time, it was training. It was doing the training and running the class and being in the school and wearing my uniform and like doing all the stuff that was associated with it. And it took like six months in, 
I realized, gosh, I haven't had a drink in six months. And by the way, six months is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like, how long do you think, take the best people in the world, how long has LeBron played basketball for? A fair bit. Yeah, I mean, his whole life <laughs> yeah. training for? Yeah. How, how long was Michael Phelps swimming? How long was, was Wayne Gretzky playing hockey? How, how long has Bobby Maximus been working out? You know what I mean? Yeah. I probably just threw myself in there. But yeah. on, a, on a serious note, I'm not where I want to be. And I've been doing this for 27 years, twice a day, every day. Yeah. You have to. So people are like, well, I want to get fit. Well, it doesn't, it, it doesn't just work like that. Like maybe you can look kind of good in three months or maybe you can get kind of stronger. Maybe you can be like, if you really want to be successful, 27 years, 15 years, mm-hmm. 30 years. 20 years. I mean, by the time Aaron Rodgers got to the NFL, he had probably played football hours and hours a day for 10 or 12 years. Yeah. By the time he just got to the NFL and not kind of showing up and playing in the backyard for fun, Joe, like full on high level competitive stuff. So if you're not willing to play the long game, I talk to people like this all the time with Instagram they start an Instagram account or they start a business and they think they're going to be successful overnight. There's right, a, yeah. there's a number that actually comes from the restaurant industry. It takes five years to figure out if your restaurant's going to be successful or not. Mm-hmm. Five, years ago, yeah. five years. You know, uh, a, a company I'm involved with uh, first form. How long do you think they've been around? Uh, it's been around a couple of years that I'm aware of. I'm going to tell you right now. Hmm. 2009. Wow. Think about that. So 2009, and I guarantee, I'd love to talk to Andy about this. I guarantee it's a, it's, it's a hundred and in, in 2018, I'm looking at an article right here. It was a $175 million company. Yeah. Well, doing more than 175 million in revenue, so, which means the company's probably worth a lot more than that. But he left college, and his business partner and him started a supplement store, and all they had was twelve thousand dollars. They got money from painting stripes on parking lots for a summer job, and away they went. So they opened up. They sold seven dollars. The next day, they sold zero. And the first three years, they didn't make any money at all. It took six years to open their second store. That was in 2006. First forum started in 2009. But Mm -hmm. if you do math and go backwards, he started working towards that in the year 2000, Joe. So it's taken 19 years for his business to be successful. Yeah. My question is, why do you think you're going to open up a supplement company and in six months you're going to run the supplement world? Yeah. It doesn't, it, it, it just doesn't make sense. You think about these companies, how long, and by the way, if you're listening to this, you may have heard of first form, you may not have. But it takes that long to be successful. Yeah. You know, like, like, 
It's insane, Joe. You know, Joe Rogan. How long was Joe Rogan doing comedy before he got the UFC hosting job? And then how long was he hosting the UFC before he jumped to his podcast? And then how long was he doing his... What episode was that man in? Like 3,000? Oh, geez, yeah. But you're just going to start a podcast tomorrow, Joe, and you're going to have the number one podcast in the world. It just doesn't work like that. Take anybody who's successful. They've been doing this stuff for years. You hear these actors that are the overnight success. You don't hear about the fact they slept in their car and went to audition, to audition, to audition, to audition for eight years before that. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the, it's the, the 15 year overnight success. Yep. So you got to be willing to play the long game. And I say, if you really love something, if you're not willing to wait five, six, seven, eight, 10, 12, 15 years for it, you don't want it that bad. You know, if you yeah. think that it's yeah. only going to take well, three but, weeks, but, all you're willing to invest. But think about what happens along the way, right? So like you start off on this journey, you're like, hey, I'm going to start a supplement company. And, and, and maybe you're pretty dedicated and, and you, you pour yourself and some time and some money into it and you're, you're three months in. Do you think it's going to be easy at the three month mark? Like, or do you think you might run into some obstacles along the way? Yep. You know? And what happens at six months? What happens at six years? When you're thinking like, man, I have barely been eking by with this, you know, like that, that success doesn't come instantaneously. And if you just turn tail and run the very first minute you get any pushback from the world, I guarantee you will be a failure. What happens when failure keeps repeatedly punching you in the guts? Yeah. This is what's going to happen. Like we're just reading about the supplement thing. What happens when you sell zero one day? Yeah. And then the next day you sell zero and the next day you sell zero and the next day you sell zero. Are you going to keep putting in that work? I don't know the answer to that. Probably not for most people. The people that do pull it in the work, they keep getting better and better and better. Now, on to number five, if you want to be a loser. Just be not willing to take advice from anybody. Or yeah. conversely, only take advice from idiots. Because this is another thing. Our friend Gunnar Peterson, one of the best trainers in the world. Mm -hmm. Rocky wants to look good for a movie. Guess who he goes hires? Yeah. Gunnar Peterson. You call Gunnar Peterson and you say, hey, Gunnar, I'm doing a body transformation. What should I do? He tells you and you say, well, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'd I mean, love to have that conversation. We've got it. We're going to do that. We'll do that on April 1st. I'm going to call him up and that's, that's, I'm going to give his advice on something. And then I'm just going to say, yeah, well, you're wrong. <laughs> hey man, listen, that's just this movie thing. It's really taken off for me. I'm, I, I got a big part. I got to have a good speech. Like, what should I do for that? Well, you know, for, for, for Rocky Ford, you look at, at, at Sylvester Stallone's physique, we did this and this and this and this and this. For Rambo 3, he did this and this and this. Well, you're wrong, Gutter. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I could see the look in Gutter's eyes right now. <laughs> and, and I just say that because, like, the guy has one of the best client lists in the world. He's trained some of the best people in the world. Remarkable. Like, really? Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great example, Bobby. I'm having a lot of fun with that one. <laughs> but this is what people do. They're not willing to take advice from people that have done the thing. 
Just they, they don't want to. You don't want to do it that way. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I'm not willing. Well, to again, it, 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 if you've yeah, you've already made every excuse for yourself. You've already made everybody else's success impossible to reach. And then somebody comes and tells you what to do. Like it's already easy to just say, "Well, that ain't gonna work for me." Yep. You know, when, when especially if you have this preconceived notion that there's some secret, you know, magic trick that you just don't know. Yep. Like, oh, you know what? You just you need to eat more avocados and you'll, and you'll be fine. Like, oh yeah, see, I knew it. I knew there was a secret. You know, and it's like it doesn't work that way, guys. It just it doesn't, unfortunately. And I, if it did, literally everybody would know that by now. Nobody could keep their mouth shut. Something that good. So, you know, one day I'm gonna have the opportunity to sit down with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, listen, I really, really, really want to build a bigger chest. What should I do? Oh, you should do more inclined dumbbell press. What do you know anyway, Arnold? <laughs> what do you know about bodybuilding? You're not me. <laughs> Look at you, Arnold. You're old. <laughs> what do in you know? Meantime, in the meantime, I'll find somebody on Instagram that has 700 followers. They can press body weight once, and I'll take their advice. Yeah, well, because their advice fits your narrative, right? That's <laughs> their, their advice is like, you just need this one weird trick. Trainers hate him. <laughs> so yeah, trainers do hate them, but not for the reason you think. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. People say to me, everyone says this. Who's everybody? Oh, my neighbor. <laughs> oh, that is that that is one of my pet peeves. Well, everybody's saying this. Well, okay, so who's everybody? Who's everybody telling me? Or the other the other one is like someone's gonna give you parenting advice and they don't have kids. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or you're like, uh, hey, hey, Bobby, my my friend, uh, my, my friend Dave said that you should do this with your kids. I know you have a problem. Joe, what are Dave's credentials? Is Dave a child psychologist? <laughs> no, he works at Best Buy. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So listen, tell Dave if he wants to hook up my TV to give me a call. But other than that, tell him to fuck off. Like, it's just the shit people believe because it came from their friend, Joe. Yeah. Well, my friend says this. They're an expert in politics. Well, what's their credentials? Do they have a poli sci major? No. Huh. Interesting. Did they work for CNN or Fox or any other? No. Did they? It's just, it's amusing to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I'm, I'm very much, I'm all for taking advice, Joe, from people that have done the thing. Yeah, but I think that's also being logical and reasonable and recognizing when someone might be like an expert in a field, you know, like, that's, like again, you said that you said before, like, what are their credentials? You know, it's like, a, oh, uh, hey, Bobby, I know you're, you're getting into this whole film thing and I know you're really looking to, uh, to change your physique for this. Uh, I think you should go talk to Gunner. And you're like, Gunner, what are his credentials? And I lay out and, oh, he's helped like all these, you know, big actors, sliced alone, get ready for films. And you should go like, well, I want that. You know what I mean? Like that, that sounds like somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about. And if I'm like, if I'm like, Hey Bobby, I want you to, uh, to take advice from this guy. who has got, you know, 37 followers on Instagram, but you know, he's jacked. It's like, well, what's his credentials? Uh, he got an online personal training degree. From I'll, like, tell you, I'll, tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you the real example. So the movie that, that we worked on together, uh -huh. I had some acting roles in it. I had some speaking roles in it. I mean, I, I thought I did good. You know, it's well, funny. Yeah. People that <laughs> <laughs> I'm throw some shade your way and say, you know, I was thinking about it. Maybe you should take some some acting classes. So I can make some referrals. <laughs> I, I think I did okay. I don't know. Yeah, you like, did great. 
it was funny because the people that were trying to give me advice, well, my, my friends in acting, you should talk to them about, you know, how to deliver your lines. Oh, your friend was an extra in like an RC Willie uh, furniture commercial or a Safeway um, grocery commercial. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to that. Or you looked them up on IMDb and their claim to fame is like they were an extra in a bar scene in like a local production. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And listen, I'm fine taking advice, but I'm going to call my buddy Tom Hopper up or I'm going to call up Sam Hewitt, both who are have really good acting careers. I'm going to ask them for advice, Joe. I'm not going to ask a dude who knows a dude who knows a dude yeah. who was an extra in a bar scene in a local film. And I'm not, I'm not trying to put that down. I don't want it to sound like that. Right, but yeah. I'm going to go ask somebody who has actually done the thing. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to take advice from someone that like didn't do the thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, Tom, why wouldn't yeah. you take a, why wouldn't I just call up him? Dude's been in a bunch of stuff. That's who I'm taking advice from. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? And by the way, Joe, I did ask Tom some questions. And curious. you know what, what I did? What, what, I took what, his what, advice. What advice did Tom give you? I'm super curious. You know, uh, you, you don't even remember. It must have been real good. Tom, no, 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 no. The biggest, the, the, there was two big things. We talked at, at length about stuff. Um, the, the first one was on like actually memorizing my lines and things like that. And, and one of the key pieces of advice he gave me was to write it down. Yeah. Like if you just sit there and read it, he's like, you'll forget it. Just write mm-hmm. it down, write it down, write it down. The other thing was when you're trying to remember lines, don't just focus on your lines, focus on other people's lines too. Yeah. Like read the whole script because it'll prompt you. What, what happens is if you only learn in your lines, you only learn half the dance. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like if you and I are, are, if I'm having a conversation with another character in the movie, I have to know their lines too, because that will cue me on what my lines are. There's a, there's an interesting parallel here at sword fighting. Right. So in, uh, in Kendo, um, there are a series of forms that you do where one side of the form is the student and one side is the teacher. And so as you're learning the forms uh, at lower belt ranks, you're just learning the student side. But in order to learn the student side, you have to start learning like what the teacher does, because it's usually like the teacher attacks and you have a, a specific counter to that attack. And there's some concept that that, that movement is supposed to, to teach and to demonstrate. And so you can't be a good student unless you also understand like what the teacher is trying to do. And as you get to higher ranks, like you're more scored on like, the whole presentation, you should be able to do either side of it. So I think that's uh, a good parallel here because like, like you said, if you only know half the dance, you can't help your partner with their half of the dance either, you know, and they can't help you with your half because you'll just get confused by what they're doing. Yep. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. interesting though, right? Like yeah. to learn the other part of it. So that helped. And then the other thing we talked about was we actually talked about, um, how I was going to get more work. Does that make sense? And the big thing was like a proof of concept and having a good show reel. Yeah. It was the other one. So that was like, so, so I had to learn to be patient a little bit. Like you're going to have to wait a little bit till the stuff all comes out and this stuff before you just start like announcing yourself. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Well, that again is playing the long game, right? 
Yep, but you got to be. I, I will say, uh, uh, Ari did send us a little uh, a little sneak peek teaser reel that he put together, and it had some oh. of the uh, the fight scene in it. And I gotta say, it looked good. It looked yep. real badass. <laughs> I one more thing. On that note about the long game, The Rock is probably the biggest star in the world right now. Yeah, I think so. Did you remember what The Rock's first movie was? No. The Mummy Returns. Was that his first movie? Yeah. So the year is 2020 now, about to hit 2021. He's become the biggest star in the world, but he's, he got his first movie in 2001. Think about that. That's just acting, Joe. That also doesn't take into account the amount of time he spent training for acting in the WWE. That's right. Because it was all, it was all like, it, he didn't just arrive and that was his first big break. Like he'd been, he was already one of the biggest stars in the world at that point, but still had to act for 18 years to get. Well, to and even, even before that, like, I mean, he had, had some stuff that he did with uh, like WWE and that, which I would say there, there there's parts of that that count in my opinion, as absolute like acting, because yep. um, you, know, you know some of like the promos and stuff that are that are scripted that they have to do multiple shoots for, like that kind of experience pays off. But I, I'm looking through his IMDb, and he's done some like TV stuff before he got into uh, the Mummy Returns, and so it's like even there, he didn't just like get a great big Hollywood opportunity. Like he he had to work up to that, just like anybody else. Yep. It, That's I mean, super interesting. And that, I mean, that goes back to like 2000, 98, 99. He was doing like, that takes some work. Yeah. He's been putting in and it's, it's been what I want to say it's the last three years. He's become the biggest actor in the world. Two years, maybe like yeah. Moana was 2016. Uh, GI Joe was 2013, but for GI Joe, Joe, he wasn't the biggest actor in the world. for that. No, not, not at that time. You know what I mean? He was still like, working his way up in 2013. Yeah. You start looking at that ballers was 2050. And like, I feel like that's when he started to hit his peak, if you will. Yeah. But think about that. How long, Oh, he was in star Trek Voyager in 2000. Interesting. That 70s show played himself in 1999. Yeah. Like, just bit parts, bit parts, bit parts, and then started to get bigger, started to get bigger, started to get bigger. But this took for even in yeah. Be Cool, uh, in, in, in Be Cool, that, that John Travolta movie, he didn't have a huge part in that. And that was no. 2005. And he did, he did that part in The Mummy. Um, that led to The Mummy Returns. And then he did the Scorpion King and then he started getting more like lead roles. That's when like the rundown was like one of my all time favorite rock movies came in walking tall. We've talked about that in the past. Yep. And so it's like one thing led to the next, to the next, to the next. And then, like you said, in the past, I would give him like in the past five years, he's just been is, I mean, you're looking at the number of films that he's had out just since we'll just say 2015. And it's a ton of stuff, but it, it took him. But the point is it took him a long time to, yeah. Why do you think you're going to come in and be the next big thing? Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. If, if I'm looking back at all the work that he's done and the time frame in which all that work was done, I'm not surprised he's where he's at. Like, it yeah. kind of makes sense. And that's what I mean. Like, he had this kind of small part in The Mummy. 
it led to, you know, a reprise and the mummy returns and then it led to the scorpion King. And then it led to this. And then like, it all kind of makes sense. It's not like he just woke up one day and they, they put him in Jumanji. Like there's a reason he got that role. And it was all the work that he built up, you know, to get into position, to be ready for that opportunity. Well, and to parallel that the, the same path, John Cena's on the same path that the rock is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of the, the like WWE guys, like there's, the, I won't say there's a path, but there's definitely been some, some paths carved into the entertainment industry beyond True. just wrestling. I, my point with it is I've heard people say, well, why isn't John Cena where the rock is? Well, he's about 15 years behind. Yeah, exactly. Give him time. Like it's going to take, he's had some bit parts, you yeah. know, some bigger parts. Great. But it's like, he's where the rock was in 2002. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's going to take a minute. So you got to be willing to play that uh, long game. And, and we kind of, we kind of went back to the long game. We covered off that. We covered off the advice. Now the, the, the next way you become a loser is by putting people on a pedestal. And that can be speaking speaking a, of the rock. <laughs> in a good way or a bad way. Yeah. So like in the good way, it's like you really look up to somebody, right? So you yeah. want to put them on a pedestal, but that can be bad because you've got to remember the rock's just a man. Yeah. He's not like, I loved when he came out and talked about dealing with depression. Yeah. Because He's a normal person. The same fears you have, he has. Mm-hmm. He's, it's not, and if you put people on too much of a pedestal because you're too envious of their, not envious, that's a wrong word. You're too in awe of their success. You're setting a limit on what you can do. Yeah, that's the big thing right there is you're, you're drawing a line between you and, and what they've achieved and you're saying, well, I can't do that. Yep. And so, so, so if, you, and if, you, if you walk out your door with the understanding that you can only go so far, you're never going to go beyond that. So that's one way. The other way is when you put people on a pedestal that don't deserve to be there. Yep. And that's who you're looking up to because everyone has this friend. And by the way, Joe, I always get introduced to these people. <laughs> Bobby, you should meet my friend's husband. They're so into fitness. Okay. Yeah. 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 They're like a workout guy. Oh, cool. They're so fit. It's not even funny. Okay. And I find out that their entire claim to fame is the fact that they showed up to a hundred classes last year at F45 fitness. Yeah. Yeah. And they got like a special pin for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is, this is okay. We're going to get along. Fine. This is a real thing. Everyone knows that guy who's an expert in their thing, but yeah. they're not really an expert. And yeah. then what you do is you're like, well, look at uh, look at look at Dave over there. He's he's crushing it at F45, and he can't get fit. How am I mm-hmm. supposed to get it? No, Dave doesn't crush it. Dave shows up twice a week and half ass it. <laughs> oh my god, this happens uh, all the time, Joe. You yeah. should see how good my friend is. And like, here's here's the funny thing that I do. I use basketball, so I've been lucky enough train some NBA guys and, and, and some NBA guys and do some stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So like whenever people tell me, cause basketball, Oh, my friend is so good at basketball. I start comparing them to Darren Williams. <laughs> one of the Olympic gold medal was on like one of the dream teams made a max contract in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, Oh, tell me about your friend and how good they are at basketball. I want to know. Or like Ronnie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just, or like, I've trained a bunch of NFL guys too. My friend's so good at football. Oh, okay, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Fuck sakes. Like I just compare them to the, or the golf example. 
because this comes up all the time. My friend is amazing at golf. I'm like, oh yeah, my friend's pretty good at golf too. Well, yeah. What did, what did your friend do? My friend won the local Salt Lake tournament. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. My friend won the Masters. I mean, uh, <laughs> I know, uh, like, you know, he, he he's like one of the top 20 money earners of all time in the history yeah. of Earth. Well, who's your friend? Mike Weir. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what people put on a do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're yeah. a really good businessman. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, like, I mean, I, you know, it, it's kind of the thing of like, it, it's good to have heroes. It's good to have people to look up to. You know, it, it's good to, to if you're like a young kid and you really love football, it's good to pick like a, a football player that that has what you hope to achieve in your life and, and to look up to them and learn from them. You know, I've I've learned a lot from reading biographies of people that I admire. You know, I think that's really important. But if the guy that you're putting on a pedestal is like so mediocre, <laughs> so like, it's like, what are you looking up to exactly? Like, do you not believe that more can be done? Like, all right, that's what you want. That's what I'll, you I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a real talk. It's really funny. Not long ago, there's this thing called FitCon. It's in mm-hmm. Salt Lake City. And they have yeah, a, yeah. an exhibition there. And this dude was talking my ear off at the powerlifting. Oh, my friend's a really good wrestler. He's like in the show today. Yeah. Do, you, do you like wrestling? Yeah, I love wrestling. Do you know anything about it? I just said, I love it. Yeah. Well, my friend, this, my friend, that, my friend, this. I'm like, I have some friends that are into wrestling. He's like, oh, I'm so into it around here. Maybe I know them. Who, what, what's his name? I go, Edge. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked at me. For, like from the WWE, that edge, yeah. yeah, that edge. Like, fuck off, dude. And it's, it's I'm not trying to be a jerk to anybody. <laughs> Just like, oh man, okay. But people do this, and that's you know, I'm, I'm saying this because if you put somebody, if the best you will ever do is your neighbor, you're in trouble. Yeah. Like you, you have to. Here's the deal: if you want to be an actor in Hollywood. And you aim to be like the rock, even if you get halfway there, you're going to be great and wildly mm-hmm. successful. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to be half as successful as he is in Hollywood, even a quarter. Yeah. But if your measure of success is being an extra in a local production, you were talking to me about some of the people in the Minnesota film scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. It's, it's very much like independent film. And- yeah. Like, Awesome. I mean, like, I'm, I'm glad that people really, you know, are involved and, and, and want to make something, but like that, yeah, yeah. step higher, step higher. Great experience. But if you put that person on the pedestal, yeah, looking backwards from that. Um, number seven way to be a loser, focus on feelings, not facts. Mm-hmm. Cause this is what people do too. They spiral Joe. Yeah. If you have one bad workout, my entire workout program sucks. Fire my coach. That's the big one. Joe, I thought you told me you've been hitting PRs like crazy for the last two months. What do you mean it sucks? People will de- like they'll 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 over what's the word I'm looking for? They'll over uh maybe you can help me. The, the other way is to catastrophize. Mm-hmm. They'll make like a minor bad thing into the worst thing that's ever happened to them. Yeah. What, what, Mount, what, mountains what, out of molehills. Yeah, what's the word when you go the opposite way? Like you're pumping your tires over a, (laughs) 
because you showed up. And that's because you're focusing on feelings. Is, is there a word for that? I, I'm going to have to dig for that. You know what I mean? I was having a talk with somebody the other day and it was funny. They were like, I lost all my followers. What do you mean you lost all your followers? On Instagram. I lost hundreds of them. I look, you lost 11. Yeah. How did you get to hundreds? Like where, where did this come from? But that will derail you if you're constantly focused on feelings. Yeah. You know what I mean, Joe? Yeah. Like, like if I call you up because I just had some home renovations that I got through, Joe, I have no more money left. Ooh, what do you mean, Rob? Why'd well, spend this much on the phone? Okay, minus that for your bank account. What do you mean you have no money left? Like it's just untrue. Yeah, and people yeah. that catastrophize or overinflate things, it's really damaging. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's rough. Yeah. Versus, versus taking the realistic approach. Well, the objective approach. Because like you said, it's it's emotion. It's like you're looking through this emotional lens and it's it's blowing things up or shrinking them way down, depending yeah. on which way that lens is focused. Like you 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 have to be able to look at objective data and, and make a plan on it. You know, that's, that's, that's really hard to do when you're, you know, all up in your feelings. It's, it's playing the always or never game as well. Yeah. Like Megan constantly, your wife, for people that aren't familiar who Megan is, Megan gets you food every Friday for like 50 Fridays in a row. Friday 51, she forgets. You're like, you never get me food. <laughs> all right, Joe. Let's always do this. Nope. This this happens when people start to let their feelings get out of control. It turns into always and never. Yeah. And then you have to step back and say, do you feel that's true? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know where I see this more than ever with my kids? Yeah. I kid, yeah. Look at this. This never works. We, like Bean said to me the other day, we never get to go. He, Listen, you little motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Want me to show you my bank statements? We went to, we went to, Smashburger. We went to eat it out. We went. To, what do you mean? We never go. Well, I guess, I guess. I guess we don't never go out. No, we go out every day. Yeah. I'm sorry that that we missed two days since 2017. <laughs> no, you see this with kids, though, because they don't have a high emotion. You know, I, I well, it, I think that's that's true. But I think the people who do this tend to be fall into that camp as well, because the, as soon as the words are coming out of their mouth. You know, where they're, they're, they're trying to complain that they really wanted to go out and eat and they, they're not able to go out and eat. And so as the words are forming in their mind, their lips are already moving. And now they're in a scramble to actually back up what they're saying and turn it into something that they believe. You know, I used to get this uh, when I ran the gym, you know, one of my assistant coaches would be like, well, everybody's angry about that decision. And it's like, like, you know, we talked about this before, like who's everybody? Well, like, like two people. But as soon as he was saying like, you know, that people are upset and, and wants change. What, what he's really saying is I'm really upset about this and I'm trying to back that up. And so I got to find some clout somewhere because I really don't have anything. And so you just make it up. Yep. Just like, it's like, it's like the everybody thing. Yep. Everybody say that. No, Joe, no one's saying that you're saying yeah. that. Yeah. So exactly. the final thing, yeah. The final thing you guys, if you really want to be a loser, you need to have a lack of commitment, heart and discipline. Yep. Which, which, we, we've kind of went back and forth in this show, but like the lack of commitment to me is the lack of willingness to do all the little things. 
Like, yeah, and, and, and my, my position on that is that that's derived from a lack of belief that it's actually going to work out. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very, very related because if you yeah. don't believe it's going to work out, you will self-sabotage. Yeah. You will cut corners because you don't think, you know what it comes down to? I just thought of this. It comes down to whether you think it's worth it or not. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you believe that you're going to have a successful business, you'll do all the little things to get there because you believe in it. Yeah. But the reason you will cut corners is that you won't say this out loud, but it's like, well, this isn't important because it's not going to happen for me anyway. The other one I hear is, well, what if I do all this stuff and it doesn't work? You don't believe in yourself if you think that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, Joe, here's what I need you to do. I need you to eat under 100 grams of carbs a day, and I need you to work out twice a day. Yeah, but what if it doesn't work? Mm -hmm. That just tells me you don't believe it's possible for you. Yeah. Because if you did exactly exactly what you said, then then I'll find every way to self-sabotage. Yep. I'll show up. I'll do half the workout. I'll find an excuse. You know, the carbs really don't matter that much. Well, then no shit, it ain't going to work out. You're you're a basketball player. What's the reason you're not willing to take a thousand shots a day? Because you really don't believe you can become Michael Jordan. Yeah. If you knew in your heart you could be Michael Jordan, you would do it. Yeah. Because 36 million a year, 80 million a year, 500 million a year, whatever it is from Jordan brand. It's worth the work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and if you think about the body issue, because that's I can speak to that. That's where I'm an expert. And you are as well. It's like if you knew that showing up twice a day would get you to the, your body of your dreams in two years, you would do it. The problem is you don't really believe that. So right. you're not willing to invest that time in case it doesn't work. And you'll hear that. Well, if I don't, if I'm not successful, what a waste of time. Okay. So stop before you start then. Don't do it. Like that's what I tell people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it, it it's, you know, I'll pump my wife up a little bit. She's like a buck 30 and she can deadlift over 400. Mm-hmm. Why don't you listen to her? Wow. What, what if it doesn't work for me? Okay. Well, you don't believe that you're going to get there. Good. Yeah. Glad don't come yeah. in. Don't need you. You know what I mean? So that's our list, Joe. Make excuses. Blame others. Write off other people's success. Be unwilling to play the long game. Don't take advice from smart people. Only take advice from idiots. Put people on a pedestal. Focus on your feelings over facts. And make sure you lack some commitment. You do those things, I promise you will be on your way to losing. Yeah. So that's a, that's a pretty, good, uh, pretty good course to plot. Good luck with all that. <laughs> you know, on the, on, the, on the other hand, you could always bet on the Atlanta Falcons when they have a lead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Uh, yep. Make no shit up. Make number ten or number nine. Make shit up too. Uh, yeah. The more the more you can do that. That's that's make, make wild, unsubstantiated <laughs> allegations of fraud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is starting to sound like a commentary on recent events. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just keep repeating that over and over until people are just like, I, I don't know. Maybe he's and got listen, something. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to get into it because we're going to get in trouble and people are going to call us names and the whole deal. But 
if there is, just show me the facts. That's yeah. all. That's all I want to see. Show me your proof. That's what I tell everybody. Mm-hmm. Show me. Well, but I, I feel like that's kind of the the what's the word I'm looking for? It's not necessarily the answer, but I guess it's the how to challenge somebody who's fallen into all of these behaviors that we've talked about. Yeah, prove right? it. Just prove, prove it. it. If, if everybody is saying X, prove it. Show me. Show me that everybody's saying that. You I know, if 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 it's you know your excuse is valid, well, show me. Show me that it's valid. You know, then we'll move on from there. You don't show me your grocery receipts and your food log. I don't believe a word that came out of your mouth. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll flip this around. I'll say, you know, somebody says to me, well, I can't, I can't deadlift. I'm like, well, why not? And they're like, cause I don't have any legs. Oh yeah. It's uh, that's probably not going to work out too good for you. We'll have to figure out some other things to do. That's pretty valid, you know? But if it's like, well, everybody says deadlifting is bad. It's like, well, that's objectively not true. You know what I mean? So like, maybe we need to talk about your fear. Maybe we need to talk about your concerns. You know, there's some other ways around that. Can I tell you my favorite, Joe? Yeah. yeah. There are some so-called experts in the fitness industry who never post any measure of success at all. And what I mean by that, you'll never see a weight on a barbell. Mm-hmm. You'll never see a, a screenshot of a rower result. Right. You'll never see a time posted in terms of a specific CrossFit workout. All you'll see is a kettlebell with some <laughs> it's either sweat or water poured around it. it. Just, yeah, they just spilled their water bottle. I crushed the workout today. Cool. You crushed it. What did you do? Yeah. Like, prove it to me. You know what I mean? And whereas there's a lot of people who post, there's a guy, uh, his name's Jason Marshall. I follow him. He's like a rower guy, mm-hmm. but a steer guy. He's like 559, 2K, yeah. 556, 2K, 6'10, 2K. I'm like, okay, I'll listen to this person and they prove what they're doing. Yeah. If you take a picture of the rower and I can't see the screen and just dump a water bottle around it and say, <laughs> I crushed the rower today. Prove it then. Show me the screen. Yeah. Like it's that easy. So just because someone says they did something, you know how easy that is to fake, Joe? I want to see the proof. You tell me you're the best rower in the world. Show me the screenshot. Yeah. Step up. Show me. Don't show me a kettlebell on the ground with some water poured around it. Tell yeah. me that you got some. Well, look, and, I, and I'm not even saying like you've got to beat the best times in the world to say that you crushed a workout. But if, if you post, you know, the screen and, and let, you know, our standard on a 2K is still like, you know, some seven minutes and somebody posts like 7.30 and their previous best was eight minutes, I'd say, damn. That's a hell of an improvement. Good job. I'm impressed with that. You know what I mean? So like, at least there's data there. You know, at least you not can see that somebody improved it. Wow, I really crushed it today. I knocked a minute off my 2K. Holy shit. That's hard to do. Good on you. You know what I mean? Well, think, think about this, Joe. I know this person who can really help you with fitness. Like they're a power lifter and they're awesome. What can they lift, Bobby? I have no idea. They post about working out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> What's their max deadlift? No idea. They yeah. just... They just post lots of other pictures of other days. What can they yeah. do? Like, I want to know what you've done. I want to know what your resume is. Yeah. I'm always hesitant of these fitness people that don't really post the substance behind what they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, I don't expect them to be world-class, but I want to know you did the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you could tell me you're a great sprinter. I want to know what your fastest hundred is. Yeah. So I can evaluate 
whether you're just you showing pictures of, I don't know, sprinting up your driveway, that doesn't help me. Right. Yeah. Like, like there's a number associated with that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. otherwise, though, it could just be a hobby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, so uh, keep that in mind, you guys, when you're looking towards people, because this is like, if, and I always go back to the thing, Joe, you know why these people don't post results? Because they ain't got them. They got them because if they did do the thing, they would post it. Trust Bobby, me. if I deadlift 800 pounds, you're going to hear will, I will be screaming it from the freaking mountaintops. You will hear it. An experiment. I should post an empty barbell tomorrow and be like deadlifted 700 today. <laughs> you know, I, did, I did this one time. I was doing uh, uh, inverted rows, right? And I had just gotten done bench pressing. So I had like, I don't even remember what was on the bar, like 275 on the bar, you know? And so I, I go, I just leave it in the, the, the bench press position. And I went under the bar and started doing some rows and somebody came in and they're like, holy crap, there's a lot of weight on that bar. And I just had to chuckle. So I put like like 405 on the bar and I put a video on my Instagram, like, you know, 405 new PR for inverted rows. I got to put like, <laughs> I gotta put, yeah, I got to put a thousand pounds on a squat bar and be like 10 reps. Uh, image is everything. This is, this is the old, like, if you, if you load out a barbell with 10 pound plates, you know, you can get 10 plates on each side. Like, what is it? It's like 245 pounds. You know, like it's not even that heavy, but it looks big because you got all these plates on there. Like you see that all the time. Like here he's going for a world record deadlift. And it's like, yeah, he's got 10 plates on each side. I bet they're all 10 pound plates. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll put 10 pound plates. I'll be like, deadlifted a thousand pounds today. Bobby, those are 10. No, they're not. Just put a 45 on the end. Nobody will know. Bobby, I'm going to shoot for 10. No, they're not. Fake, fake. Will, Will, Will was there. He saw it. He'll tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your best, your, best, your best friend was there to tell you, no, those are 45. Not, they, they say 10s. No, they don't. No, they no, don't. They don't. What's, what's They're misprinted. <laughs> the shaggy uh, side. Was Instagram it? is doctoring my photos to discredit me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that's hilarious. Holy shit. I'm going to do that. I'm going to put a pen. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Every, everybody who's listened to this episode will be looking forward to that. It'll be awesome. I'm excited. Dead up to 980 pounds today. No belt, no straps. Dude, that, that has to be the cover photo for this for this episode. <laughs> Bobby, that's, that's not what you think it is. Yes, it is. Don't tell me what I'm lifting. <laughs> you got to make it obvious. No, the plates say 10. No, that's Ken Stone. What? <laughs> it's a, it's a measurement from England. I only I only lift English plates because they're heavier. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk around and tell wild lies, and the people call me out. Now I never said that. Oh, you know. <laughs> or or my my other favorite Joe. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear a I got a I got a Leafs jersey that was made for me that says Maximus on the back. Yeah. You're gonna start telling people I was drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> and, then, and then when they say, "Well, that's not on your Wikipedia page," you can't trust Wikipedia. Yeah. Anybody can edit that. Yeah. yeah I know. It's a it's a, con- it's a conspiracy to discredit me. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this. 
All right, Joe, I've got my career path set. <laughs> oh, this is good stuff. Well, this has been fun, Bobby. I think we better, we better pull the plug out of this episode before we get into some trouble. trouble. All right, Joe, it's been fun, you guys. The MaxWizPodcast.com. Click join, buy our shit. Yeah, no, check out. I, I just started a solo project, so I've got my own podcast called Become Greater, and you can find it wherever podcasts are sold or, you know, free for download. So check yeah. that out as well. By the way, Joe, I, I do like your podcast. I hate ours because I can't listen to my own voice. Yeah, I feel that. I can't. I, I don't, but I like your voice. So. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, man, we'll talk soon.